I had a real hard time at graduation actually because I had a fringe, and you have a fringe now. Yeah, but like at graduation, you have to wear a hat. Okay. And fringes and hats don't really go. Hello, and welcome back to Percy and Beyond a Bookish Odyssey, our book club podcast. I'm Will, and I've never read Percy Jackson before. And that's a lie, because we just finished the first book. Okay, yeah, but it's still the hook. I'm Beth, and I have read Percy Jackson before. Woo! So, um, slightly contrary to our plans that we told you in the last episode, and also, apologies for our week off, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. What did you do in your week off, Bethany? Worked. I've been away for work. Hence the lack of podcast and the lack of us following through with our plans that we made at the last podcast. Yes, so we had talked about doing a special kind of Myths and Legends episode, or even two episodes, a bumper episode. But um, I think that's on hold at the moment because our commitments are kind of crazy. I released a book. It all kind of went a bit wild. I also realised that it's like a hell of a lot more work than I thought it would be. And... I really want to do it justice. Yeah, so um, keep your eyes peeled. Still coming. Special uh, episodes incoming. Yeah. Um, but what that does mean is that today, instead, we are starting... What are we starting, Bethany? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. What? <laughs> that would be a plot twist. <laughs> I didn't read those chapters. I think I got the wrong memo. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what I've read is Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. Yeah, okay. Well, let's read that one then. Okay, so... We're doing the first four chapters of this. Sorry for the lack of advanced warning. Hope you've all been reading it, just in case. If you haven't read it, maybe pause now. Read the first four chapters. It doesn't take long. And then the Sea of Monsters. No, it doesn't take too long. And uh, come back to us. It's only 45 pages. Well, there you go. Do that in about 15 minutes. Cool. Are you all back? Brilliant. Wow, that was fast. Oh, yeah. Impressive. I'm, I'm not that fast a reader. But we're back into it, aren't we? Oh yeah, there's no faffing around. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. What a loud, bombastic start this book has. Bombastic. Yeah, no messing about. We go straight into the action, which I quite enjoyed. What's chapter one called? Chapter one is called My Best Friend Shops for a Wedding Dress. My chapter summary is... Percy starts his last day of the school year with a nightmare about his best friend that he hasn't seen for months, who last left on a quest that no one's ever returned from. And news that his favourite place in the world isn't safe for him to go to tomorrow as planned. So it's a pretty bad start to the yeah. last day of... Because he's, also, he's also never made it to the end of a school year without having some sort of issue and being expelled. Oh, it's pretty close this time. So it's a real hard way for him to start. That's my summary anyway. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it starts with... Well, first of all, the chapter title is interesting. My best friend shops for a wedding dress. I read this and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, because I immediately thought of Grover, obviously. But I thought, oh no, he's gone. And then I was thought, why would Grover have a wedding dress? And I was trying to imagine what hilarity was about to ensue. But no, it's a nightmare. Yes, it's not hilarious. It's quite actually distressing. He has a nightmare of a stormy beach in Florida, for some reason. Although I think he says he's never been to Florida. He has never been to Florida. And he sees Grover running for his life. And then we get a bit of a reminder of who Grover is, and there's a bit of a recap of book one. <laughs> which it, it's kind of filtered all through this section, like little recaps. Yeah. Which I think is done fairly well. Like, it's not too spoon-feedy, it's not too much exposition, but it does, I think, catch you up well enough that if for some reason you started with book two, you'd get a vague idea. It's for kids, they have short memories. 
so we find out Percy hasn't seen Grover since he left. In the dream, Grover is terrified of something behind him. Percy hears a bone-rattling growl and sees a looming shadowy figure. Grover says, have to get away, have to warn them. Yeah, there's a recurring theme of Percy's dreams and nightmares now. I mean, that was kind of occupying the whole first book. Mm-hmm. And it's how we've kicked off this one as well. Yeah. We've already got a sense that they tend to be a foreboding or foretelling of things to come. We don't know if that's true in this case, but let's hope not for Grover's sake. So, what's chasing Grover? Well, something scary enough that he decides to hide in a wedding dress shop. What does he mean, have to get away, have to warn them, or got to? Well, he's looking for Pan, mm-hmm. so we're led to believe. Maybe Pan isn't all he's made up to be, and he's got to go and warn the other satyrs not to do the same. Interesting. Okay, so he goes and hides in a wedding dress shop. And then there's a lightning flash and a monstrous voice bellows, Mine! And Mine. Percy bolts awake. Wow. That's the whole dream. After Percy bolts awake, he thinks he sees a shadow at his window. And then his mum calls through and kind of breaks the moment. Mm. He says, he's going to be la- You're going to be late for school! It feels like such one of those um, almost cliche moments of, Oh, we're back in our hero's bedroom at the start of a new adventure. Yeah. Come on, dear. Last day of school. You should be excited. You've almost made it! <laughs> Percy, it would seem, is still a liability. Uh, His mum made him (laughs) promise not to use deadly weapons in the apartment after he swung a javelin and broke her china set. Well, that sounds very destructive. So, we get the sense at this point that we're pretty much almost a year later now to the end of the last book. Giving Harry Potter, you know, one book a year vibes Mm -hmm. as that carries on. Percy does Grover's gesture for warding off evil. It's like a three-fingered claw thing. Yeah. We find out Percy still hasn't been expelled, as we mentioned. Woo! Great job, Percy. Surely, this time, he's going to do a whole year. How many days in a school year? Shall I Google it quickly? Generically, a typical American school year consists of around 180 instructional days for K-12 public schools. What about English schools? Ooh, 190 days. Wow, look at that extra education. Even more exciting, he's off to Camp Half-Blood tomorrow. Yay! One day left. The quote I've got is, surely even I couldn't mess that up. As usual, I didn't even have a clue how wrong I was. Just like in the first book, isn't it? Yeah, it starts, the first book starts all, oh, little did I know what was about to face me. Mm-hmm. Similar vibe. He tells his mum about his dream. She tells him not to worry too much. Yeah, um, don't worry. Grover's a big boy. Grover's a big satyr now. <laughs> it's been a year. He'll be fine. She thinks... Sally, this is, thinks they would have heard from camp if there were a problem. But also seems kind of tense talking about it. Bit suspicious. Mm. Uh, She changes the subject and offers to take Percy and Tyson, who's someone we've not heard of, to a skateboard shop later to celebrate the last day of school. Percy's pretty tempted by this, not going to lie. Because they can't normally afford things like that. Between his expensive tuition, the place they have to stay, his mum's classes... So, skateboards all round. But Percy then pushes the camp thing, and his mum says she's got a message from Chiron last night, which is really interesting, actually, now that I've finished chapter four. Yes. We'll come back to this. She got a message from Chiron last night saying it might not be safe for Percy to come to Camp Half-Blood, which is a bit of a shocking twist this early in the book. Yeah. Also, we are mirroring the plot of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets pretty closely at this point. I hadn't even considered that when I made the joke earlier. (laughs) They're having some problems. Does that mean that Tyson is Dobby? (laughs) (laughs) 
Netflix is dumpy. Cool. <laughs> Percy Jackson must not return to Camp Half Blood. <laughs> <laughs> They're having some problems. Quote, everything happened so suddenly. His mum says he should go to school and that they will talk this afternoon. Percy's thinking, yeah, I should go because, as you know, Tyson is scared of travelling on the underground alone. (laughs) Poor Tyson. Poor Tyson. And Percy asks if the problems at camp could have anything to do with his dream. And his mum won't even meet his eye at this. Very shady. Mm -hmm. And she just repeats that they'll talk this afternoon. Percy didn't know it. But he wouldn't be seeing his home for a long time. No, my God. <laughs> Classic. Uh, oh, I'm so, uh, I'm really happy to be jumping back into this already. Great. Did you miss Percy Jackson? I did a little bit. So did I. I just felt, it just walked straight back into it. It felt like coming home, you know. Uh, he sees another dark human shadow on the brick wall outside. Weird. What's yeah, that about? Nipples and vanishes. Uh, he's going crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last be it. year, there was a lot of trauma yeah. and it was just too much for him. And he none of it was addressed. Him. The only other note I have for this is that I like the Sally's carrying on the blue food thing. Yes, I it's cute. didn't make a note of that, but I remember it. The waffles. Waffles are blue. Percy can finish seventh grade. Chapter two. Chapter two is called I Play Dodgeball with Cannibals. Of course it is. My chapter summary is Percy aces two of his end of year exams, <laughs> then goes on a rage and destroys the gym for no reason at all. <laughs> That is, that is what happens. Mm. So, we find out there's no uniform at Percy's school. Sounds awesome. Shocking. Scandalous. I'm actually in favour of uniform, because if you're poor and you can't afford nice clothes, it's a really great way to get picked on or feel left out or feel like you're... Like, school's a rough time anyway. Yeah. I hated tag days at school. I think there's a whole political debate to have there, isn't there? I mean, you can... I think you can argue both sides, really. Well, you want people to feel comfortable, but also... Uniform is what makes a lot of people feel comfortable. I I really did hate any day we didn't. I wasn't like we weren't really poor, but I hated tag days anyway because the like popular girls would come in all dressed up and I'd be wearing like my comfy clothes and they would sort of make a fun of it. Oh, that's no fun. I mean, kids are mean. The teachers we find out are always looking on the bright side. Always look on the bright side of life. That's their school motto. And their school song. Carry on. Uh, this is mad. So, they're reading Lord of the Flies. Great, great book. Have you read Lord of the Flies? No. Have you not? No. Oh, we should do that on our book club podcast. <laughs> this bit tickled me and also just made me shake my head. Is this the bit where you laughed out loud? Uh, yeah. I thought it would have been. There were a few moments. So, they're reading Lord of the Flies and... In response to that, the English teachers decided to send them out into the playground unsupervised for an hour, see what would happen. Initially, I was like, this is... You are taking the wrong message away from this book, my friend. This is not what you should be doing with the children. Have you even read it? (laughs) And then I thought about it, and putting the kids out in the playground unsupervised for an hour, that's just like a lunch break, isn't it? Yeah. It's just the teacher just didn't want to teach a class. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, so, some rough activities ensue, led by the school bully who's called Matt Sloan. He sounds like a kind of cowboy figure. Can you do his voice? Just wait till P.E. Jackson. You are so dead. <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah? Um, <laughs> Tyson was homeless, we find out. Abandoned by his parents when he was very young. He's also six foot three 
and cries a lot and is scared of everything. Rough. You also find out he lives in a box on an alleyway? Yeah. What? Yeah. And the private school took him on as a community project, but they're still letting him live in a box. Horrendous. What is going on? The whole thing is a mess. What is this? What is this school? Again, with these schools, right, that are making kids do weird things. This came up in the first book. This time we've got them just letting the kids do a free-for-all fight in the playground for an hour. The dodgy dodgeball game later. They're letting this other poor kid just live alone in a box in the street. Yeah. Is this America? I was just about to say, listeners in America, do write in to us at percyandbeyond.gmail.com and let us know if your school experience was different from this. I would be very curious Mm. to know. Did you, in fact, as a school, adopt a your resident homeless child <laughs> just and, for one year and let them live in a box on the on the street for the whole time they were there and also get like mercilessly bullied it's awful actually uh percy is tyson's only friend percy's mum keeps complaining that the school aren't doing enough to help him and she's right mm-hmm. and social services keep saying he doesn't exist what a weird thing to say no, no, i thought that was a bit weird just the first kind of eyebrows raised thing. Yeah. And the kind of, the way he talks, and the fact that he's six foot three, I was starting to get hints that something strange was going on. Uh, Sloane tells Tyson to get back to his box, and Tyson just starts sobbing. Sad. And, yeah, turns to Percy and says, just wait till P.E. Jackson, you are so dead. Poor Tyson. When the English teacher comes out, he declares that the kids had understood Lord of the Flies perfectly, mm. and that they should try to be good in their adult lives. No, I think that the description was basically because they've all passed the course, they will never grow up to be violent. Even better. It's sort of emphasising this overly positive teacher thing, isn't it? Yeah. Tyson just wanted an extra peanut butter sandwich at lunch. That's why he was crying, really. Aww. Percy also feels bad for promising Tyson that things will be fine. And you can't guarantee that. No. So then we get to chemistry. Tyson knocks a bunch of chemicals off the counter and they make a huge orange mushroom cloud in the bin. And the teacher praises them both for being natural chemists while the hazard team is, like, sorting it out. Awesome. Percy has a photo of Annabeth on vacation in Washington, D.C. in his notebook. Cute! Mm -hmm. To remind him that she's real. Yeah, well, to be fair, I would sort of be in the same, like, pinch myself. Annabeth is looking pretty proud in the photo. She wants to be an architect. She's just kind of marvelling at all the architecture. Uh, He misses her. And notes also that she's smarter than him, even if he'd never admit it to her. Sloane snatches the picture. He's got a, this squad of new friends that all seem a bit dodgy. And actually they have some weird names like Marrow Sucker, yeah. Skull Eater, and Joe Bob. Joe Bob is my favourite. Really threatening. Percy doesn't really think too much of it at this point, but it's a bit weird. He's just like, oh, you're so funny. Uh, good names. They rip up the photo and like chew on it into like spitballs. Nice. After class, he hears a girl whisper his name. Oh, I've only just clocked this. Oh, well done. Very good. Who is it? It's Annabeth. What? Then it was time for PE. Dun, 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 dun. Just wait till PE, Jackson. Tyson gets Percy to guard the door while he changes. Percy thinks this is a bit weird, uh, but must be because he's really hairy and has weird scars on his back. Poor Tyson. And also, if people tease Tyson, he gets upset and starts ripping the doors off lockers. Yeah, he can't control his emotions, obviously. He's strong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Percy and Sloane end up as the two dodgeball captains. The teacher's not paying much attention. Uh, Sloane gets all the popular kids who are tall and strong. Percy has Tyson, but that's kind of it. Tyson notes that Sloane's new friend smells funny. And he's scared. 
Mm, this is when I'm my my Percy Jackson things aren't all quite right. Tingly sensor started going off. <laughs> Percy's team all cower and hide like straight away before anything happens. Yeah, they're not they're not here for PE. They're here for other subjects. And one of the new guys called Percy Perseus. Mm, full named him. Percy Cox, but therefore they must be monsters. Yes. No one knows my full name, Only even though Percy is short for name. Perseus. <laughs> They've suddenly grown to eight foot tall hairy giants with wild eyes and pointed teeth, and they want to eat all the others. And Joe Bob has a tattoo that says baby cakes. JB loves baby cakes. Um, sort of waiting to see if that has some greater significance or not. Is baby cakes A, see. Joe Bob's partner, B, Joe Bob's dog? Could be either, or I was almost thinking more like he was the dog. Joe Bob is the dog. Like in the relationship. And it's like his master. Have You're looking you, so concerned. Has your dog got a tattoo that says no, no, Maeve no, loves not Will? Not a dog, but I'm just thinking like a master-servant relationship. No, it's just a theory. Um, a bunch of bronze <laughs> dodgeballs appear that are red hot. Fiery! And then she's written, the coach is generally useless. <laughs> well... He's reading his magazine. Dodgeball with more jeopardy is obviously just more fun. He just, most of these teachers don't want to teach the kids. They just try and get rid of them for an hour. Yeah. Percy realises Riptide is still in his locker. There's oh, nothing he can do. God's sake! We then find out that when the balls are thrown, they like explode into big balls of fire. One of them blows Percy over. The giants are shouting... Flesh, hero flesh for lunch. Sounds exactly like the sort of thing a like enemy in a RPG would say. Yeah. Tyson jumps in front of Percy. Oh my god, Tyson! Catches two of the balls. What a legend. Throws them back. Dodgeball King. Really think something's up with this Tyson at this point. The giants disintegrate. Uh, Sloane looks kind of worried by all of this. Percy thinks everyone's taking dodgeball too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> there are two giants left. Percy runs towards the sealed locker room door and then tricks them into throwing a ball to blow a hole through the door. Tyson punches one of them in the face. Nice. <laughs> and then gets hit by one of the balls and gets blown through a wall himself. Ah. Everything's looking a bit worrying. Percy's reaching to grab his sword and then the giant gets stabbed through from behind. Awesome. I'm thinking, how did Tyson get round there? So it's Annabeth. Woohoo! Oh, I love this moment. I was like, yeah! Yeah! We're straight into it. Here she is. Pretty badass. Very badass. Sloane looks at Annabeth and says, that's the girl from the picture. And Annabeth responds by just decking him. Yeah. <laughs> Punched him straight in the face. Legend. Uh, the adults then burst in and Annabeth tells Percy and Tyson to meet her outside. Percy is confused about like why Tyson as well and what's going on there. Annabeth says, there's no time right now. And she puts her cap on and vanishes. Sloane tells the headmaster and the police that Percy had done it all. Obviously. Percy grabs Tyson and jumps through the hole in the wall. That's it, all my next chapter see. The only extra notes I had were just little lines that I liked, like oh. Perseus Jackson, and then Percy's like, friends, dot, 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 and enemies, dot, 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 call me that. And I just thought that was very dramatic. Um, I also have the name of the giants. Do you have the name of the giants written down? I would like you to try to yeah, pronounce I it. Yeah, said from all the giants. No, 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 the, like the breed. No, this is definitely in the next chapter. No, it's not. That's really interesting. Lace Dragonians. Yes. Yeah. Well um, done. My notes are definitely in the next chapter about this. Yeah, well, it's mentioned I, I like that in that one. once yeah. in this chapter. Fine. I like that Percy's like, it wouldn't be the first time Molotov cocktails were thrown in PE. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. 
I also like how when Tyson throws the balls back, <laughs> the the giants just yell bad. Oh, I, yes. And then another point when Percy has got his like cunning plan to get the giants to throw the ball at the locker room doors because of the built up gas in a boy's locker room causing an explosion. There's a whole bit where Percy's like a third ball hurtled straight at me. So he's at the door at this point of the locker room. I forced myself to wait. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, then dived aside as the ball demolished the locker room door. If the ball is already in the air, why does he have to wait? He just needed to be there as it was thrown, and then he could have left, because the ball isn't going to chase him. What if it's like a bludger? This isn't Harry Potter. Isn't it, though? Because there's quite a few things here. I think it comes up again. And it mentions where her cap is from. Yeah, it's a gift from her mum. A gift from her mum. Oh, did we not know that? You could. Yeah, you didn't like, know that. Mom. Yeah. No. Okay. That's not really saying much, though. Why are you so sus about her cap? No, I know, but it's, did she know her mum? Wasn't she like abandoned from birth, pretty much? Yeah. And. Okay. Well, I just curious. <laughs> anyway, that's probably not that deep. Poor Percy is a fugitive, again. It would seem. Chapter three. Mm. Chapter three is called "We Hail the Taxi of Eternal Torment." My chapter summary is, it was Annabeth's idea to get the Taxi of Chaos. And then camp is under attack when they get to their destination. There was a chapter in the last book that started, it was Annabeth's idea. To get in the taxi from the casino to... Oh my god, does Annabeth just like getting in taxis? She just loves the taxis. Oh my gosh. I'm really glad you picked That's up on that. That's a good spot. Well done. I hope this is a recurring theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time she goes out, she's just like, I need to get a taxi. I love the taxis. This is really bougie. (laughs) Okay. Annabeth asks where Percy found found Tyson. Mm. Percy's annoyed that Annabeth is just like glaring at Tyson. Bit mean. She asks if he's homeless and is surprised that he can talk. Percy's just getting cross now because Annabeth's just being really rude. Yeah, Actually, fair, she is. She is. And even when we find out later, I'm still slightly surprised. Tyson saved Percy's life. And also is his friend. And yeah. Annabeth is like, ugh, gross. Tyson's hands aren't burned from the balls. Amazing. Surprising. Annabeth says, of course not. Duh. Refuses to expand. Classic. Classic <laughs> Tyson is fascinated by her blonde hair. Cute. Uh, the monsters, we find out, or apparently we already found out, but I missed. At this point, I'd noted the monsters are called, and I tried my best, Laestragonian. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a race of giant cannibals that live in the far north. Odysseus ran into them once. Mm-hmm. Okay, this podcast we're going to do gets longer and longer. Mm-hmm. One. I don't think I remember that part of the story, but maybe I haven't, I haven't finished the Odyssey since. Annabeth asks Percy if he's been having the dreams. Percy's like, yeah, what, about Grover? Annabeth's like, what? <laughs> oh, not more dreams. No, not, not those dreams. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, um, she's been dreaming about big trouble at camp, but she's not sure what it is which might be the same for his mum. So these dreams might be going around. Yeah. Monsters have been chasing Annabeth. She's shocked that Percy has had no attacks on him all year. But then she clocks Tyson and thinks, actually, big, this makes sense. Yeah. You know, Tyson's been there. He'll keep them at bay. Percy tries to explain the whole half-blood thing to Tyson. This might have been the bit where I laughed. Yeah, I enjoyed this a lot, yeah. He's like, so, you know the old Greek stories where there's gods and things? Tyson's like, yeah. Well, uh, they've had some kids uh, with mortals that they kind of reject, and they're, they're we call them half bloods. Tyson's like, 
Yes. And so we have this camp where we train them to be heroes. It's called Camp Half-Blood uh, with all these demigods. Yes. And me and Annabeth, we're, we're Half-Bloods. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> when are you going to say something interesting, Percy? Go <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I started thinking, does he even understand what's going on? <laughs> Tyson is then concerned and confused and asks, but are you the son of the sea god? Tyson says, yes. Tyson says, but then... And then they get interrupted. Ooh, that's a little teaser there of something, and I'm not quite sure what it is. Ooh. Oh, frustrating, but exciting. They sneak through some side streets. Annabeth looks rough and cut up, like she's been sleeping rough. She gets a drachma out, throws it at the ground, and says uh, something in Greek, which we find out means stop chariot of damnation. Awesome. That's how I get all of my Ubers. <laughs> you should just get like a little Siri shortcut that orders you an Uber. <laughs> yeah. And then the coin falls through the asphalt, and a car erupts from the ooze around it, and a woman is driving, an old woman. She says, passage, passage. I love this whole thing this bit is she's quite funny if you read like how they're talking in terms of like you know how in horrid henry it's like henry said mum said peter said this is like the woman screamed the sister screamed everyone <laughs> is screaming for the whole time and i just love it annabeth says three to camp half blood which i immediately clocked that this is to bring it back to harry potter different book this time but what they're doing is getting on the night bus <laughs> oh yeah the woman points at Tyson and says we don't take his kind actually she screeched interesting though mm -hmm. Annabeth just bribed them wanted to pay more and they're like oh okay they get in and Percy realises it's not one lady in the front but three wow squeezy a pre-recorded voice comes on and it's Ganymede cupbearer of Zeus telling them to buckle up basically yeah the three ladies are arguing with one another saying give her the eye and at this point, I have a shocked face emoji saying, these are the three sisters who all share the things, which is what I thought the fates were. Yes, it is. They turned up eventually. Of course, they're just taxi drivers in New York. And yeah. Stuff. The Grey Sisters. The Grey Sisters. Give me the girl's coin. I want to bite it. You bit it last time, Anger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like siblings. And then they keep crashing into stuff. <laughs> And the whole time they're screaming. Let's One of them just keep... is called Wasp. Percy asks if she can see. She says no. Temper says no. Anger says of course. Duh. Tyson is feeling a bit travel sick. Oh. It's a difficult life for Tyson. Yeah. The Grey Sisters, we find out, only serve Greater New York and the surrounding communities. Well, they've got to draw the line somewhere. They've driven Jason before. Except they didn't have a cab then, so they haven't really. I mean... Because it was 3,000 years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> they keep squabbling. And then they start physically fighting and screaming at each other. <laughs> Anger steals the tooth from Wasp, and she swerves the car towards the edge of a bridge, screaming, Give it back! Annabeth says not to worry, and that the sisters know what they're doing, and actually they're very wise. That doesn't sound the most convincing. Yeah, because Percy's like, uh, if anyone's interested, <laughs> we're going to die. <laughs> and we, they just drop a little thing in there, which... Yeah, they're sort of showing off, aren't they? Yeah. Like then, how wise they are. Yeah, and they say that they know the location he seeks. And then the other two attack her. And they're like, stop it, he hasn't even asked, shut up! Yeah, and then they won't tell him. 
and because they said that last time they did, it was horrible. Their eye was tossed in a lake. Oh, and I feel like I know this story. This is... I am tying it to the Medusa story. Right or wrong? That's Perseus, right? Perseus and Medusa. Mm -hmm. And he steals one of their eyes. He Basically, the trick that Percy's about to pull is almost exactly the same as what happens in the myth, where he holds one of their things hostage for information. Yeah. Does he then throw it in a lake? Maybe. You're right. It was Perseus on his way to find Medusa. Oh, I absolutely nailed it. I'm so pleased with myself. Well done. So, <laughs> this is all quite funny. Uh, the eyeball, <laughs> at this point, flies into the back of the car. Mm. Percy doesn't want to touch it because it's gross. But none of them can see now, and they're still driving seemingly at faster and faster paces. Now even Annabeth is screaming. Yeah, Tyson's going to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> He's, so the three sisters are yelling and physically fighting. Annabeth is screaming. Percy's got an eyeball in his lap, and Tyson's about to throw up. It's going to be hilarious. I just love in, it. Uh, TV series. If it gets a season two. No, oh, it will get a season two, won't it? Percy refuses to give the eye back until they explain about the location thing. Like I said, this is just like... Classic Percy. Percy, it runs in the name. It's a real Percy move, that. Uh, They start accelerating, and eventually they say 30, 31, 75, 12. Hmm. Which is a weird answer. Not sure it's what he expected. He's like, what? He gives him the eye back. Yeah, because Annabeth is like, give her the eye! (laughs) 30, 31, 75, 12. Is it coordinates? Uh, lottery numbers? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. They pass Thalia's tree. Percy gives them the eye back and they stop just in time at the base of Half-Blood Hill. And he's like, so no, what do, what do these numbers mean? Annabeth stops him and says they have to get out now. Percy looks over and sees a group of campers at the crest of the hill and they are under attack. Oh my God. Those are my notes for chapter three. Oh gosh, camp is under attack. Yeah, me too. That was it. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. It's quite a rollicking journey so far, isn't yeah. it? It's moving along at pace. There's not as much exposition as there was in the first book. We just kind of get thrown into it. It's good. I like mm-hmm. sequel stuff like this. Chapter four. Chapter four is called Tyson Plays with Fire. Ooh. Chapter summary. Bad cow. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have that as a note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, so there's two bronze bulls the size of elephants breathing fire on the hill that the kids are being attacked by. The sisters don't even wait for their extra payment that they were promised. They just skedaddle right out of there. That's a really good way to, like, get out of paying someone something is, like... A pair of giant bronze breathing fire bulls. I was just thinking, if you're getting a taxi somewhere... Just make sure that you order your taxi into, like, an ongoing emergency, and then the taxi will be not be, like, okay. hanging around, waiting to be paid. And it's these top money-saving <laughs> tips that you come to Percy and Beyond the Bookish Odyssey for. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bulls shouldn't have been able to cross the border into the camp. Hmm. Hmm. What's that about? What is that about? That's what I said. Why isn't the magic working? The camp now has a border patrol, which didn't before, which seems to be manned by Clarice. My second question was, why is there a border patrol? But then I realised that the second question is answered by the first question. Yeah. So. And then we get more drip feed reminders of the last book and who Clarice is and all of that stuff. Yep. The kids seem to be in trouble with these bulls. Yeah. Lots of things are on fire or charred. Percy gets a Naclasmus, his sword out. He's like, I'm going to hero this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
we find out that they are, if I've got this right, the Cocos Bulls made by Hephaestus. Colchis. Colchis Bulls. Okay. And like I said, they need Medea's sunscreen SPF 50,000. Yeah. Otherwise they'll get burned to a crisp. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know if she's joking. Yeah, of course. Of course it's a thing. Okay. Percy wants Titan to leave. But Annabeth says they need him. Yeah, Percy's like, Percy's what the hell is wrong with you? Annabeth still refuses to give any information. Yeah, it feels like it could have been sorted a really long time ago if she just said, like, three words. Yeah, Tyson's a cyclops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are getting into phalanx formation. Pretty cool. Shoulder to shoulder with their shields, like... But there's only six of them, so yeah. not, not that efficient. No. Uh, Annabeth manages to distract one of the bulls and then disappear. Uh, Clarice... Is actually coming across as quite a brave and strong battle leader. Well, yeah, she's the daughter of Ares. It doesn't just like come with the hot headedness. Yeah, I guess comes it's the with, one thing she's good at. Comes with some boon. Plural of boon is boons. Yeah, I would have thought so. Boon eye. <laughs> the first bull isn't stretched for long and comes back and breaks the phalanx line and melts everyone's shields. Yeah. Percy manages to drag Clarice away just in time. Annabeth is running around telling them all to spread out. Yeah. The ball slows down a little, crossing the boundary line, but breaks through. So it's obviously a bit of a fight there. Mm-hmm. Percy manages to slash at the ball, but then he's noticed he's sprained or broken his ankle and he can't stand. Typical Percy. Rushes in, hasn't been at Camp Half Blood for the whole academic year. He rushes in, he's like, I'm going to save these guys. Immediately becomes a casualty and a liability. <laughs> he is a liability. It's his whole thing. It's his, like, hero quirk. <laughs> he says he has to. It's part of his brand. <laughs> he says... You said that like you'd interviewed him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, Tyson can't get through the barrier. Mm. To help Percy. Yeah, because yeah. Annabeth's like, help him. And Tyson's like, I can't get through! So Annabeth gives him permission. And then Tyson's like, Percy needs help! What um, legend gets in front of Percy as a firestorm from the ball comes at him and is immediately burnt to a crisp. Or is he? Except he's not. What? He emerges unscathed like Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen. Oh my god, he is Tyson the Unburned. The Unburned. The Breaker of Chains. Well, let's not, I mean, let's give him the titles he deserves. Okay. The Thrower of Dodgeballs. Mother of Dragons? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Misa! Bad cow, slayer of bulls. <gasps> Bad cow. Tyson beats up the bull. And they kind of sorted that point. Annabeth gives Percy some nectar for his ankle. We see that Clarice has managed to sort out the second bull. So she's pretty on top of things, actually. Yeah, she probably would have sorted it herself. Well, that's what she thinks. She turns around to Percy and says, yeah. ruins everything, and that she had it under control. He's like, good to see you too, Clarice. Mm. Annabeth tells Percy to really look at Tyson and ignore the mist. And finally, we get the reveal. He only has one eye. He's a cyclops. And he's crying. He's a baby one. He's a baby cyclops. He's a baby cyclops. Aww. Poor guy. Tyson's one of the homeless orphans, Annabeth says. One of the what, Tyson says. <laughs> oh, bless him. Apparently, they're mistakes that get tossed aside and left on the streets. Not a huge fan of Annabeth here, because she's still being quite derogatory about him, and is talking about him as if he's not there. Yes. Or is of, like, lower intelligence, doesn't understand that might be, like, partially true, but, like, you know, be nice. Not a good look for her, Annabeth really. Annabeth says she doesn't know how 
this one found Percy, but he obviously likes him. She says they should take him to Chiron and let him decide what to do. But the reason he could... Um, yeah. He Not, wasn't burnt. Yeah. And he could catch the flaming balls when they were playing dodgeball is because Cyclops... Cyclopses? Cyclopes. Are immune to fire because they work the forges of the gods. So, so they, they have, have to be. be. Yeah. The whole side of a hill is burning and there's lots of wounded, so it's a bit of a mess. Clarice says they need to carry the wounded back to the big house. And it's like, get up, Percy, if you can stand and help. And you need to let Tantalus know what's happened. Tantalus? Yeah. Who's Tantalus? Good. Well, according to Clarice, Tantalus is the activities director. Say what? Percy's like, but what about, where's Argus, who's head of security? And where's Chiron? Chiron. Uh, Argus got fired and Chiron's gone. Question mark. Suspicious. Percy's like, what? And she points at the tree, Thalia's tree, which is turning yellow, the needle's turning yellow, and there's a big puncture wound in the middle of it, which is oozing sap. And we find out the tree has been poisoned, mm. which is why the borders are failing. <gasps> Gosh! So that's all my notes in this section. There's quite a lot going on now. Yeah, there is. Set up quite a few plot threads here. Yeah. Did you have anything else for chapter four? No. So... I'm going to go back to whatever I said in chapter one. Yes. Sally Jackson had a message from Chiron last night. Yes. Where's Chiron then? What's yeah. going on there? I don't know. What? If his mum definitely wanted to talk to him about it. I wasn't sure if she was just having the dreams or did she actually speak to Chiron or is there something? Once again, we're in a situation where a whole book exists because no one tells Percy anything. It does seem a little bit <clears throat> like things are just happening a bit too fast. And he's got to sort of just roll with it because, yeah, indeed. like, Annabeth, to be fair, Annabeth hasn't had time because they had that whole journey, but they were all screaming for the whole time um, <laughs> to, like, explain anything. She could have said about Tyson. Not she could have said before, yeah. Tyson is a Cyclops, but it takes, like, one second. Yeah. But everything else, I mean, she didn't know anything else either. Yeah, no, she's surprised by the Chiron thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can see why Argus has been fired as the head of security if someone's managed to poison the tree that keeps the camp borders working. Who's poisoned the tree? Yeah, um... Who has poisoned well, we the tree? Luke is still at large, and this Kronos plot, I assume, is still a thing. Is it? So, it could be related to that. It could not be related to that. We know that the gods are fickle, and that there's various malicious forces out and about doing things. <laughs> People have weird vendettas over each other because one of them stole their loot or something. and Living their best villain lives. It could be that they just forgot to water it properly. Trees do get diseases. Yeah. Um, ash dieback. Very big one. Mm. Big problem in the UK. What do pine trees get? I feel like we're on a tangent here that doesn't really need div- <laughs> divulging. <laughs> um, Indulging is the word I was thinking of. Divulging yeah. is not right. I don't have a huge amount of predictions there other than what I said. So... What are your predictions? I don't remember what you uh, said. What's going to happen in this book? Well, they're obviously going to have to save Camp Half-Blood from the invasions by stopping whatever's causing them. And find out where Chiron's gone. Check that Grover's okay. Make a good Cyclops friend for life. <laughs> you're a happy little face. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm glad that we've got a Tyson. Do you like Tyson? I like that there's a new character. Yeah. It's nice. It's what I was asking for at the end of the last book. Mm. Um, he's amusing. 
and I guess quite useful, but I worry that he might be a bit at risk in combat situations, given that he's a monster. He's like... But all these like bronze things flying around. Yeah, but he's also the only one who's not been injured. So far. So far. Yeah, but then he's the only one that really holds his own. But against the likes of people like Luke, I feel like he's at risk. Anyway. Mm. Everyone's at risk from Luke. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Are we gonna I don't, a sea of monsters? See, maybe more Poseidon shenanigans. I'm not really sure at this point, but I'm enjoying that we're just kind of rolling into it. I'm ready for the next section. Yeah. Get moving. Um, yeah, I suppose that's, that's it, really. So, unless you have anything else, what are we going to be reading next time? Next time, we will be reading the next four chapters, which is chapters five, six, seven, and eight. Chapters five through eight of Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. Indeed. Cool, I'm looking forward to it. And we've given you guys some notice this time so you can get all caught up and read along with us. Yes. If you'd like to talk to us about your American school life, email us at pussyandbeyond at gmail.com or anything else. Yeah, or anything else. But, like, try to keep it sort of on topic because if you email us about, like, bin days in your county, we're not going to be able to have a meaningful conversation about that. Oddly specific. It's just the first thing that came to my head. I We had a lovely email, actually, in the last week. Oh, my so God, we did. We had a lovely email from Abby, who wrote and said that uh, she was really enjoying the podcast. And that was really nice, wasn't it? It was so lovely. Because I was actually expecting an email that I didn't want that day. And I saw that I had an email and I put off opening it because I was like, oh, no, this is going to be that email I don't want. And I opened it and I was like, oh, my God. And it just made my whole day brilliant. Oh, thanks, Abby. Thanks, Abby. Um, so yeah, do write into us, guys. We'd love to hear from you, and please do leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever, because it does help us reach new people. We've got to start thinking about setting up some social media stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll look into this. Um, if you have an opinion over which social media you would like to hear updates from, let us know because we don't have a preference really yeah and we will get on that but thank you so much for joining us on our odyssey yes really fun that we get to do this and i'm having a blast and i'm sure you're enjoying reliving your favorite books yes thank you everyone i think that's it for now and until next time be a sea of monsters i don't know yeah what can we... i don't want to say be a thief we can't be a thief in this one no one's stolen anything oh um be a... be a monster isn't this be fun no. Bad, be a bad cow. <laughs> Until next time, be a bad cow. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye.